Hi, this is a look behind and rewind, and I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. You know, as we all go through life, making pit stops and detours along the way, we often meet all sorts of interesting people. As Robert Frost might have described them, they're folks who generally take the road less traveled by. And by that, I don't mean Route 22 in New Jersey. No, these are the individuals who blaze their own paths, even when others give them the side eye or look at them like they're a freak of nature. I can recall a few of these from college days. There's one guy who lived right next door to me on my dorm floor. He was an art student. So right there, he's already used to playing the role of the crazy creative artist. But in his spare time, what he liked to do was dress up in the guise of a doddering old senior citizen. Remember, these were the days when the hit TV show Laugh-In gave us Artie Johnson's Tyrone F. Horneye character, who was constantly hitting on poor old spinster Ruth Buzzy. You want to see a moon gotcha? It's a gotcha. Seen a moon? Gotcha! (laughs) Well, one night, my fellow doormate, I'll call him Albert, Albert put on his costume and went out to haunt the local cemetery, as he often did. When he returned later after dark, he was on his way to the elevators to go back up to his room. But what he didn't count on was an overzealous student monitor at the reception desk, who stopped him before he even got to the elevator. Now I need to explain something here before I continue with the story. Our dormitory complex was right next door to a large senior citizen's tower. The seniors, in fact, often came to our student dining hall to hang out with a hoi polloi and partake of our world-renowned bourgeois cuisine. So we're used to having them around. But generally, for the most part, they kept to themselves and returned to their own natural habitat after dining out with the students. But that night, it looked very much like one of the seniors had gone AWOL. Albert had done such a good job on his costume and makeup that he looked every bit the part of a disoriented senior citizen wandering into the lobby of the student residence hall. I wasn't there to witness the altercation, but I can only imagine how it played out. The student monitor, who looked like a 97-pound weakling, was trying to appear powerful and tough as he exerted his somewhat dubious authority over this six-foot-tall, gaunt, scraggly-looking senior citizen in a black trench coat and bowler hat. He was trying at all costs to prevent Albert from getting into the elevator and terrorizing the students upstairs. At this point, however, Albert finally realized that his getup was so realistic that there was a distinct danger of this incident escalating into something even more serious, like having the local police show up and hauling him off to jail. Now, how would he explain that predicament to his parents? So Albert decided it was finally time to break character and reveal his true identity to the student monitor. He removed his black bowler hat, took off his gray-haired wig, ripped off the fake mustache, and was just about to unbutton his trench coat and flash the crowd that was gathering in the lobby when his roommate suddenly showed up and vouched for Albert's real identity as a college student. So the crisis was averted. The student monitor breathed a sigh of relief since he wouldn't have to attempt a ludicrous show of force. And Albert finally was allowed to get into the elevator and return to the safety of his own room. Now this was not the only time that the dorm elevator figured in a tale of college misadventures. 
There's another incident, which I will now share with you, about a college friend I'll call Crazy Don. I should mention at this point that the stories in this podcast are somewhat real, but all the names and places have been changed to protect the innocent. (laughs) Well, Crazy Don was a guy everybody liked to pick on. The truth is, he was cute and cuddly and totally pickable. And so if there was ever a joke to be played, very often it would be Crazy Don who wound up as the butt of the joke. Like the time he was working at the campus radio station, doing a live newscast, and one of the other students decided to light Don's script on fire. It was all he could do to keep himself from breaking up and giggling on the air as the carefully written pages of news stories disintegrated before his very eyes, turning into a big black pile of ashes, leaving him with absolutely nothing to say. And no amount of ad-libbing would save his keister this time. (laughs) Well, let's get back to the elevator story. We were having a floor party at the dorm that night. Crazy Don wasn't there because he had a meeting on campus that night. Well, at least he claimed it was a meeting. It had actually turned into a social occasion, at which point somebody brought out the booze and Crazy Don and the rest of his committee wound up getting fairly well lubricated. Well, by the time Don got back to the dorm, our little floor party had petered out. We were all sitting around in the lobby, wondering what to do next, when the elevator bell dinged. The doors opened, and out stepped Crazy Don in all his glory, bobbing and weaving and demonstrating just how seriously under the influence he was. (laughs) So some joker in the crowd decided that this would be a good opportunity to have some fun with Crazy Don. They invited him to take his seat, which he did, while laughing and giggling, obviously totally plastered. Then someone brought out some rolls of toilet paper from their restroom, and they proceeded to wrap Don up like a mummy, head to toe. Crazy Don, of course, seemed to be enjoying every minute of this, giggling up a storm as a few of our dorm football players picked him up, chair and all, and brought him over to the elevator. When the door opened, they ceremoniously picked him up like a king on a throne, placed him inside the elevator, and pressed the button for the ground floor. We all cheered as the doors closed, and Crazy Don, the teepee mummy, traveled downstairs to meet his destiny. None of us really knew exactly what happened after that because we were all still upstairs laughing hysterically at this world-class practical joke. But only a few minutes later, the elevator returned. The doors opened. Crazy Don was still there, covered in toilet paper and giggling as loud as ever. Well, as they say, what goes up must come down. And then right back up again. And so here he was, back for more shenanigans, Crazy Don and his TP ensemble, looking quite elegant, très chic, as the French would say. Anyway, you may be wondering, whatever happened to Crazy Don? Well, one of the other things about Don was he had a particular talent for imitating a giant, hairy, knuckle-dragging gorilla. He'd do this on our way to the campus pizza parlor for the amusement of all who are watching. Years later, I visited Don in New York City, and as we were walking to a local cafe and reminiscing about college days, I brought up the story of his gorilla imitations, and true to form, he decided to demonstrate for everyone there on the Upper East Side just how it's done. (laughs) 
playing to an entirely new audience. King Kong Jr. had conquered Manhattan. The years had changed us all, but Crazy Don was still as crazy as ever. And that's the last time I saw Crazy Don in action. Here's to you, Don, you big ape. You've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen. See you next time.